Welcome to Simplify with Megan, the podcast where I help online coaches grow a life-first coaching business that's simple and sustainable while working less than 15 hours a week. My name's Megan. I'm a mom of two with baby three on the way. And since I started my online business in 2014, I have helped hundreds of online business owners start and grow their businesses to six, multi-six, and seven-figure businesses. I took a two-year sabbatical when I became a parent. And when I relaunched my coaching business as a mom of two, in less than a year, I've made over six figures while working as a true solopreneur for less than 15 hours each week while prioritizing my life and keeping things as simple as possible. I like to keep things real here. So get ready for the most authentic and activating business and sales coaching meant to help you make your life as a busy coach easier and not more complicated. Let's get rich together. Welcome to the Productive Life Podcast. In this episode, we're talking all about hiring. And if you're feeling scared to hire, you're afraid to hire, you're afraid to make a mistake, then this is the episode for you. I'm so excited to dig into this topic. Welcome to the Productive Life Podcast hosted by me, Megan Minns. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who wanna be more productive in their business and their personal life. Because as a business owner, your business and personal life are connected and we can't talk about one without talking about the other. Each week, you'll learn about productivity, organization, personal development, self-care, business strategies, and more. And now let's get started. I love talking about hiring. I have a master's in organizational and human resource development. I have several years of corporate HR and recruiting experience, and I have built a lot of teams, teams of my own. I've helped clients hire. I've also been the COO for Mariah Causes Company, where we built an entire team of employees, and I love hiring. It's so much fun, and I know that there are a lot of fears or concerns or hesitations that come along with hiring, especially when you're a business owner and you are looking or considering on hiring your first virtual assistant or team member that you've ever hired before. Or maybe you've hired in the past and didn't love the experience. And so maybe you're afraid to hire again. So I know that these fears and limiting beliefs are real. I've had them and I've talked to so many incredibly smart, savvy business owners who still struggle with this. So I'm really excited to dig in. And I found that it's kind of interesting how many times people use the word, I'm scared when it comes to hiring. I actually did a guest training in Mariah Causes accelerator program at the beginning of March. And I think three different people submitted a question saying that they were scared about hiring. They were afraid. And the source of that fear was different for each person, but they used a lot of the same words. So if you're listening to this, I wonder why you're scared. Why are you afraid to hire? Are you afraid of hiring the wrong person? Are you afraid of making a mistake? Or maybe you're worried you're not ready. Uh, One of my friends even once said she was worried her business is too messy to help or to hire help. Uh, Maybe you're worried there's not enough work for someone to do. And I think so often we stop at just, "I'm I'm afraid, I'm scared. And I think it's really helpful to go one step deeper and say, why? Like, what is the fear? What is the concern? What's the worry? What's the hesitation? And name it. Because even as I said some of those things out loud, you probably resonated with some of them and others you might've been like, ah, well, that doesn't really matter. 
And so you can see the rationale behind some of these. But even if you heard all of those and you said, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's cool. Doesn't matter where you're at. This is the great, this is a great episode for you. And what it was really helpful as I was working with people, not only my one-on-one clients, but during this guest training is that people were able to overcome this fear kind of quickly once they actually explored it and understood what was possible for them when it comes to hiring, especially hiring a contract virtual assistant. Um, So often we're so worried about making a mistake. We're worried about spending too much money. We're worried about a hundred different things. But one of the beauties of hiring a contractor is that it is a temporary relationship by design. Like a contractor is supposed to be a more temporary member of your business. And there's also really flexible contracts. So if you're really concerned about picking someone and the idea of this long-term commitment is just terrifying to you, then make sure you talk with potential candidates about what their contracts are. Do they have a three-month minimum requirement? Or can you notify them 14 days before you want to terminate your term together and that's enough? I love hiring people who have that kind of flexible contract. I understand why certain service providers do have minimum commitments. And I'm not saying that it's a bad fit for everyone, but I do think that when you're just starting out, if it will help you to make a decision, um, maybe try to find someone who has a contract term that you're comfortable with. So you're not making a six month commitment to a virtual assistant you've never worked with before. And instead you're making a one month commitment to someone you've never worked with before. And you guys can always reevaluate in the middle of the month if it's still a good fit for either of you. So if that's your concern, just know you're not making a lifelong commitment to someone and you're not hiring an employee where there are some, I don't like the word consequences, but there are some like legal things that happen if it doesn't work out with an employee that you're obligated to. So the contract relationship has this huge benefit where by design it's flexible for both parties. So hopefully that can give you like, okay, check the box. That's not a concern. This isn't a, you know, you're, you're not making a lifelong commitment to someone, you know, that concern can be resolved. Additionally, I think a mental decision that can be really helpful is to consider everything you do in your business and experiment, and in particular, hiring. You're never truly going to know exactly what you're looking for until you start working with people. There's so much you can do to like gain as much insight as possible before the hiring process, but you'll find out so much during interviews as well as after you start working with people about what qualities are important, what characteristics are important, what communication style you like and don't like, and all the other things. So much you just won't know until you get started. So you might as well get started now and start learning those things now because these decisions only become more and more important as your business grows. So now is the perfect time to kind of consider this and experiment. And with the knowledge you have, with the insights and the resources you have, who do you think is the right fit for your company? What kind of characteristics are important to you? What things do you want them to do? Knowing that after you actually start working with someone, you're going to learn so much. And if you've already worked with people before and maybe weren't happy, like we talked about a second ago, I would love for you to take a minute and kind of re not reevaluate, but reflect on that relationship and say, well, what did I like? What didn't I like? Where did I feel super supported? And where did I feel under supported? And those are all huge takeaways. So if you felt like they just didn't do what they were supposed to do, did you check on them? Did you onboard them properly? 
Could you have followed up on things? Could you have communicated things more clearly? You know, we don't need to feel like bad about it. We don't need to view these as mistakes, um, but let's just view them as lessons learned so that now we can take that information and make a really incredible hiring decision going forward and also an incredible onboarding because hiring the right person is step one. The, the next thing to do is to really support that person and give them the best chance of being a successful person in the position. So look at your past experience with contractors, with team members, and even your experience if you've ever been a service provider on how you like to communicate, how you like to be communicated with, what was valuable to you and important to you in all of these working relationships. All of that is like worth taking into this, these conversations as you're interviewing people. Because you, if you realize that, wow, I really like over-communication. Like if someone doesn't talk to me for a single day, I like freak out. That's totally cool. Like know that. And in the interview say, you know, I've really, my communication style is I like to have a check-in, you know, even if it's just a pop in on Slack that like you're, you're up to speed, you've done everything or, you know, you're what you're working on, just tell them and see if that is okay with them. And if that aligns with their communication style, they can't read your mind and you can't read theirs. So it's kind of up to you to steer the ship and over communicate about what you're looking for. And if they are down to work with that, and if that works for them. So if that's your concern, hopefully that helps kind of make you feel like you have some clarity on what you're looking for. Also, when it comes to like hiring the right person, if you're concerned about hiring the wrong person, like I said, there's so much you'll learn through the interview process and after you start working with people to give you greater insights. But additionally, the interview and hiring process, I often find for people with contractors is not as robust as I think it should be. If you are just like looking at someone's website, booking one call and hiring the first person you talk to, then it's probably not as robust as I would recommend. There's totally a scale. I think when you're hiring an employee, there is a very like step-by-step multi-layered process I recommend you go through because that's an employee that is a longer term relationship. But when it's coming, when it comes to a contractor, I think you can be slightly lighter on the process, but there are some foundations I would always recommend you do. I always recommend before you start hiring that you get super clear on like what you want from this role. What are the job descriptions? What are the requirements? What do you want from this person? What is this role's like goal? Like what are they working towards? And flushing that out before you talk to anyone is definitely going to be really, really, really key. And then when it comes to having the actual interviews, I do recommend you post an application, you allow people to apply and you do a phone call with at least at least three candidates. I would love for it to be more than five to feel ultra confident. So three to five at minimum candidates doing an actual interview with them and try to ask them the same questions as much as possible so that you can actually get the same information from everyone and make sure the questions you're asking. I feel like I could do so many episodes on the actual hiring process, but just a little quick tip here when it comes to hiring, I really like to ask behavioral style questions. So instead of just being like, I want this role to do that, does that sound good? And they're like, yep, sounds good. And you're like, okay, cool. Uh, Instead, uh, maybe be like in this role you're doing, you'll be publishing a blog post for me. Can you tell me about a time where you've ever written blog posts for someone else or managed someone's blog post calendar? And maybe the candidate's never done that before, uh, but a good candidate will still give you a story about transferable skills, or they'll just be honest with you and you can have all the information you need. And then you'll have like a standout candidate who's like, oh my gosh, I'll tell you about this time. I managed this really impressive blog and I manage 10 posts a week. And you're like, 
oh my gosh, how did I find this person? It's such a joy when that happens. But I think asking those behavioral questions, asking them to tell you a story or a time where they've done that um, can be far more eye-opening and insightful than just like, hey, does this sound good? Have you done this before? So I would definitely recommend doing that when it comes to finding the right person. And if your concern is that your business is too messy, then let me tell you that it's not. People want to help you. People who are virtual assistants in particular often love organizing, love systems. And I'm not going to speak for every VA. Definitely make sure you're asking them this, but don't forget like they they want to help you run your business. Like I kind of loved it when I was a virtual assistant, even I worked in corporate. My favorite was when I came into something that was messy that I could clean up. I could organize, I could systemize, I could develop the structure. Um, and to get free reign to do that was like my favorite project. So if your business is in a place where maybe you don't have systems or processes documented, you don't have certain things set up, you don't feel super organized, that's okay. I think just be honest about that in the interview and tell them that you're looking for support with that. And be like, well, honestly, I don't really have a lot documented. I'm really looking for someone who is willing to come in and help me develop processes and document them. Is that something you've ever had experience with before? And they'll probably be like, yes, and tell you a great story. So your business is never too messy as long as you set the expectation that you're hoping that this person can help you make it less messy. And um, if it comes to your fear, your your concern about hiring, if it's that there's not enough work. Um, I think a lot of times when we're hiring, we're just like, well, I, I do X, Y, and Z, so I could give them these three things, but that's not really enough. Well, there's two parts there. Number one, you can find a virtual assistant for as low of hours as you want. So it could be five hours a month. It's just some element of help. Um, so there's definitely virtual assistants all over the place when it comes to how many hours they have to give, how many hours they'll take as a minimum when they're working with a new client. When I was a virtual assistant and I was side hustling, uh, so I had my corporate HR job and I was a VA on the side, I couldn't work with clients for more than five or 10 hours a month. And that was it. And that was exactly what some people needed. So those virtual assistants definitely exist. So that's one thing. And the other thing is that when it comes to hiring someone new to your team, I really don't want you to hire someone and the same amount of stuff gets done in your business, just two people are doing it. What I would love is for you to be able to hire someone where more can get done in the business. So it's not just, I don't have enough work with what I'm currently doing. Okay, well, what are the things you've always wanted to do? What are the things you wish you were doing to surprise and delight your clients? Or that you have always wanted to be more present on a social media platform? Or you've wanted to send out weekly emails and never been able to? Or you really wanna do... X, Y, and Z. This person who you're bringing on should be able to help you expand. It's not just about getting support with what you're currently doing, but it's about doing more. And even if the person you're hiring is taking over what you've been doing, how can this allow you to do more, to show up more, to show up in a bigger way, to get more done, to have more visionary time, which is really important to stop burning out, which is really important. So it's not just about the same getting done, it's this expansion when you hire someone. And that's what I want. I want you to hire someone um, in the right position, the right person that can help you expand. And honestly, when it comes to hiring, it's very normal to be afraid or worried or have concerns. That's normal. Hopefully what I've just walked you through can kind of address some of the key fears and worries that I've heard from other people. But don't forget that hiring is this really wonderful way to quickly 
up level. Nothing will make you more committed to making more money, completing the next project, launching your next course, than getting someone on your team because someone else is there to work with, to see what you say you're going to do. And if you do it (laughs) to help you get it done, help you achieve it. And to also like help you bring in more money in your business. So I find that when I hire, it's kind of like, okay, games on, like we're really doing this thing. Like no longer am I just going to like let this project float around for four months. Like it's actually game time. So hiring is really fun. And especially when it's a contract position, remember it's not permanent. If it doesn't work out, you can always let them go and interview and find new people. I just went through a big team change in February and I actually talked all about that in the My Team episode, episode 42, I think it was. Um, so be sure to listen to that if you want to hear more about my team and what they look like. And I also talked about it in episode 41 with my life and business update if you want to hear more about the transition. But your team evolving and changing and growing is really normal. So whether you've had a bad experience or you're hiring your first person, every single decision you make is the right one to learn what you need to learn. So when it comes to hiring the person you think is the right fit for you, hire them. I hope it works out. And just know that even if it doesn't, you were meant to work with them to learn some kind of lesson so that you can make even more informed hiring decisions going forward. So this is beautiful. This is the name of the game. Even large corporations who have employees may not have employees that stay with them forever. So our goal and our metric of success is not if a team member stays with us permanently forever, never leaves. That's not the metric we are assessing our success by. We are assessing if a team member is helping our team and our company grow. Are they fulfilling their outcome? Are we enjoying working together? Are we all simultaneously happy and living our best life? Is the company growing? And just know that it's all one big experiment. And I'm so excited. If you're at this point where you're finally ready to hire I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. You will never regret it. And I would love to help support you however I can. I am excited to talk a lot more about hiring, team building, leadership, team management, team meetings, all the fun operations of a business. Whether you're a new, like a solopreneur hiring your first VA, if you have a team of contractors, or if you're even looking to make that shift to employees This is one of my favorite things to talk about. So if you have a specific question or concern or even a request for the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Please send me a DM on Instagram at Megan underscore men's, or if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment beneath this video with your question, because I would love to create more content around hiring. And it'd be really helpful to know kind of where you're at and where you're hesitations or concerns or questions are. And if you enjoyed this episode, if it was helpful, I would love for you to screenshot this as you're listening and share it on Instagram stories and tag me so that I can share it with my audience and just thank you for your support. So I hope you found this valuable. If you are interested in running your business, growing your team, getting more organized, getting the systems and structures and goal setting and meeting in place, as well as getting your CEO self totally self-mastered, managing your time better, having a really good mindset, bringing your best self to your life and your company, then I have a brand new high-level group coaching program just for you. It's 
really exciting. When you're listening to this, the application should be open. You can go to meganmins.com forward slash apply to learn all about it and apply. And if on some off chance, the application isn't live yet, there will be a waitlist page there where you can go ahead and learn more and share your email address with me so that I can keep you updated when the application does open. If it sounds like a good fit, I would love to have you in that program. And if you're interested in learning how to achieve your goals while working less and having more fun, all that good self-mastery stuff, then definitely check out meganmins.com forward slash training to get access to a free masterclass where you can learn all about how I do that. So I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I will chat with you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Productive Life Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would share your biggest takeaway on your Instagram stories or wherever you hang out. This helps me understand what you find the most helpful so that I can make more episodes and resources like this. If this podcast has helped you at all, please take just one minute to leave a review on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about the Productive Life Podcast with others who may enjoy it. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes sent to you directly. To learn how to work with me one-on-one or get instant access to freebies, trainings, templates, workshops, and more, be sure to go to meganmins.com right now. I'll see you in the next episode.